Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Hey everybody, it's Sarah. Before we get to the show, I want to encourage you to check out our No Limits 5K challenge. Maybe you're a beginning runner, a wannabe runner, coming back from pregnancy or injury. This is the perfect opportunity for you. It's a training program that kicks off March 2nd and culminates in May. Involves all sorts of things like a specially designed training plan, a participant tee and medal that are super cute, some swag, a private 5K club. It's just accountability galore, advice, tips, everything you need to go pretty much from the couch to being a runner. And then, you know, then there's no limits beyond that. So if that sounds intriguing to you or a friend, you know, or maybe a coworker, send them over to motherrunnerstore.com where they can find the No Limits 5K challenge on there. Now here's the show. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver coming off a long President's Day weekend, which was Monday plus Tuesday off uh, in the Denver public school system. I know that was crazy, Dimity. You got dogged <laughs> twice. All, all, although all the people who are listening who have had countless snow days and probably thinking, oh, two days off from school, please. I'd love that. I know. I know. It's always, it's all, and you know what? It's always good. It's fine, but it's, you know, I, you think like, oh, it's just going to be great. But by like kind of Tuesday afternoon, you're just like, okay, enough. I, I love my kids, but I need a break. You know, <laughs> I need a break. I need a break. And it doesn't seem to happen around, I mean, or it's less, happens less around summer vacation, I think, because you expect it, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in the school routine. But yeah. um, And the, the weather is a little more enjoyable in the summertime and, you yeah. know, you can go to the pool or, or, you know, ride bikes and that sort of thing. And it's a little tough yeah. to do that in February usually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, uh, so I was up there. Um, so up there, I guess I should explain a little bit. My mom lives up in a small town called Granby in Colorado. It's up, um, kind of in the central part of the state, kind of North and it's near winter park. If you know, Colorado geography at all. So it's basically the mountains. Like she lives in the mountains. Oh, it's, it's truly, it's not basically the mountain. It is the mountains. I have been there and it is quite high elevation. It is what, what is it at? Oh, I mean, I think the top of the Granby Ranch, which is their little ski resort, is um, I think ten, maybe mm-hmm. ten thousand nine, close to top of nine. So it's it's high. I mean, it's high, yes. but it's um, but it's also you know lovely, beautiful. Oh, so beautiful, yes. And um, but anyway, so Tuesday afternoon, like I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to exercise. I've got to exercise because um, we had skied on Saturday. Or, no, we skied Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. and skiing is, you know, it, don't get me wrong. It is exercise, but when you're skiing with, with, um, my kids, they really like, they like, like the trees, they like easier runs. So they like to take like, to, so combine those two things and they kind of like the tree runs on easier slopes. And oh. I've been in the trees <laughs> I like, <laughs> I mean, I like the trees to a degree, but you know, my skis are twice as long as they are and mm. I am twice as tall as they are not quite anymore, but it's not, you know, it's, I can't kind of just pivot and move like the way that they can. Yes. 
So I often just ski next to them, um, you know, on the run, which is fine, but it's not super challenging. Like, it's not like I like have to really pay attention or, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it's just kind of like I'm, I'm along for the ride. And, you know, most of the time I'm like trying to pull up my neck gator. So my nose isn't freezing. Are and, you? Um, pre- I have to ask, are you a pretty decent skier, Dim? Um, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I grew up skiing, so I'm very oh, did. Com- oh, okay. Ski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so <laughs> the opposite of that is every, you know, when I was growing the, the opposite of Tuesday off is, uh, growing up in the wintertime, I did this thing called ski jammers, um, Ooh. which was every Saturday. So basically like you got dropped off at a junior high, you know, got on a bus, um, and took, and we went to like some, you know, Afton Alps or Frontenac or Highland Hills, all these, um, you know, small Minnesota ski areas. Um, I, and I have to say, I didn't know such things existed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Lindsay Vaughn, who you know, right? Yes. I, yes. Woods. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. grew up uh, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, world champion and all those things. She she's from Minnesota. Oh, she grew up skiing in Highland Hills. You and Lindsay Vaughn, you're tight. Exactly. <laughs> we are. I got to say, I mean, her, well, it's a, that's a long, there's a documentary about her on Netflix. I won't go into because I can't remember it super well, but it was a little depressing. Um, and oh. her family basically moved out to Colorado for her sake and her siblings were not too happy about that. And she oh. carried a lot of guilt because of that, which um, oh. anyway, huh. that's a whole other thing. Okay. Uh, but you well, and sk- you and ski jammers. So you I spent your Saturday. Jammers, yep. Yep. And so, yeah, so I grew up skiing and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I, I feel, I mean, I, do I like to ski black diamonds? No, but can I? Yes. If I need Ooh, to, I will. Look at you, Dimity. Oh yeah. Look at me. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not, it's, you know, I, I derive less and less p- pleasure as I get older from letting gravity have its hand with me. Right. <laughs> Cause it's just, you know, Cause sometimes just, it doesn't end up well with you either. It doesn't, it doesn't. Well, and even, I mean, our, um, the mother, our friend, mother runner, Phoebe out in New Hampshire, who yes. can't remember what she did to her leg. Oh, oh, that was such a dreadful story. Oh, uh, her, was, she went on a field trip with one, with one of her boys and that wasn't she like getting off the chairlift and one of the kids from the class like got in her way and so she got tangled up with them yeah she was helping I, I believe she was helping a beginning skier off the lift mm-hmm. and I think it was her ACL or something she had a knee surgery it was big and so oh, that's yeah. kind of always in the back of my head I mean my kids are <laughs> they're not going to take me out of the chairlift anymore but you just never know and yeah. uh, and I don't love it enough to put myself you know to hurt myself yeah um so I don't know. Long so we so we were so long story short. I can't. Wow, am I ever gonna get to this to my workout? Um, so yeah, so we were skiing, um, and then I mean I have to say though it it, it snowed on Monday morning. It snowed all night Monday and Monday morning. It was still snowing, and we were out um, at Ski Granby, which again, like I said, is just this tiny little kind of family resort, like four lifts. It's not it's not Vale. It's not Winter Park. It's not anything close to that. It's just mm-hmm. super mellow mm-hmm. and almost nobody was there and the powder was amazing i mean it was a magical magical morning even for you know just for just for hanging out with my kids like doing what they wanted to do like Mm -hmm. you just like you're like oh this is what this is i love this (laughs) (laughs) i'll either ski in this or if it's like you know 45 and beautiful blue skies and riding a chairlift is like you know fun yeah getting a Uh, suntan Uh uh-huh uh, but anyway, so I, so I did that. And then I was like, okay, so Tuesday afternoon, my kids are driving me crazy. And I haven't really had a lot of exercise, which, you know, for me means working up a sweat. Cause mm-hmm. I just, that's, there's something like kind of just mentally cleansing about that. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So I went down to their little gym they have at the little 
rec center there. I've, I've been there. Uh-huh. I know yep. you have. Yeah. Um, so they have treadmills and I can't go on the treadmill right now because my foot is still a little angry. And so they have ellipticals. And I got to say, um, I'm not a huge fan of the elliptical because I think it's because of my height. There's mm. something I can't get this. I just feel like my knees are in my nose. Like I just, my stride, <laughs> you know, is just really... It just doesn't feel natural at all. Just, do you? Can you get a groove going on those? I can get a groove going on them. I don't find it a very intense workout. Like I have trouble um, you know, just going really fast enough to feel like it mimics running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you can. I mean, I played with the um, the like the incline and the resistance. There was so I could play with those two things. So I brought the resistance way down, or the incline way down, and then up the resistance. So it was like more of a little bit like a harder run or something. But mm-hmm. anyway, I was not going to stay on that for <laughs> very long. So I decided to split up my workout by songs. And so oh. I was going to, so I put on my, um, I, on my phone, I put it an hour. So I, I, as a timer for an hour, like you would, you know, as you're baking something or whatever, it's going to cook uh-huh. for an hour. Uh-huh. Um, and I just was like, okay. And I put on a Pandora station I like, and then I was like, okay, two songs on the elliptical, like where I have to change it up on the second song and the third song off. And I have to strength train. And, um, can I just, can I just say, Dim, I love that you always have these systems when you, when you work <laughs> out, you're just so, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to run two blocks and then I'm going to stop and do 20 squats and then I'll do another. You know? well, I, I mean, well, at this point it's a little bit like necessity. Like, I mean, but yes, I do like to play little, you know, school games or whatever you would yeah, call you it. Yeah, you sure do. Myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, but at this point I'm like, okay, I've got to keep going. I need to sweat. I don't know when I'm going to run again. So what am I going to try now? So, um, so yes, yeah, so it was two songs on one song off and it's really good because I mean, on the off song, like, you know, I'm like, okay, go, 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 you know? And like, usually like I split it up, like cardio half and then strength train half, but you uh-huh. kind of lose a little intensity on the strength training towards the end, especially like when you get to your core or your arms or whatever it's like it's not like squats where you kind of feel like you're keeping up your your heart rate and kind of really pushing yourself Mm -hmm. yeah so um so it was really fun so I would just suggest or I would really fun is a little bit ambitious but it was interesting and and I looked I mean (laughs) fun is a little bit ambitious I love that (laughs) I um I looked at my clock at one point and it was like 17 minutes left I was like you are kidding me. Like for me to be on, you know, if I would have been on the elliptical for 43 minutes, I would have felt every single one of those 43 minutes. But Mm -hmm. for me just to go like, okay, good song. And I kind of, you know, pick the song to the tempo and then, um, and then get off and, you know, plank or squat or whatever, um, for a song, you know, and I switched it up. I probably did like two or three exercises during each song off the elliptical. So, if you are cross training <laughs> day, I, you know, I, I had the room to myself. It's a small room and I kind of had it to myself, but yeah. I would e- easily do that at my gym too. I mean, you just kind of just have to put your headphones on and pretend like you don't care that people are watching you, that you're like on and off and just kind of mark your territory, right? With like a water <laughs> bottle and a towel. And growl if they go near, hey, hands off, hands off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say maybe kind of at an off hour at your gym because otherwise you might get some, some dirty looks or something like that. But that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do it with a treadmill. Like, you know, if you have, if there are a lot of treadmills, you do with a Mm -hmm. treadmill. If there's a lot of bikes, you know, just pick the piece of equipment that isn't super And and also for the people who can be exercising outdoors, you know, um, you could do it. If, if you're running on a running day, you could do that. Mix in the strength training, you know, with songs. So that's very clever, Dimity. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So we're going to have a guest on in just a minute to talk about her training for the Boston Marathon. But before that, we're going to hear from someone who's joining us at our retreat in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
Hey, Mother Runners. This is Lisa from New Era, Michigan, mother of two little girls. I work from home in my laundry room, to be exact, and don't get a lot of face-to-face time, adult face-to-face time. And it's gotten very easy for me to stay in my little bubble. Now, initially, the idea of spending time in a hotel with hundreds of other women for the AMR retreat was a tad nerve-wracking. But the more I thought about it, the more I really wanted to get out of my comfort zone for a weekend. One of the things I told my husband when we discussed my going was how just thinking about it gave me that summer camp excitement feeling I would have as a girl. And I need a little excitement around here. So, Little Rock, here I come. Hey, Dimity, clue us into who we're going to be talking with today. We are talking to Miss Bethany Meyer, who um, you may know from the AMR website. She is writing the Bethany Takes on Boston blog for us, which um, comes out every other week um, because she is, in fact, running the Boston Marathon um, as part of Team Stonyfield, the um, organic yogurt. Um, she is a mom of four sons. She lives outside of Philadelphia, and she is a writer. She's got um, essays in a couple different books, including This is Childhood, I Just Want to Pee Alone, and I Just Want to Be Alone. <laughs> Those are two things I want, too. I just want to pee alone. I just want to be alone. Um, and uh, her blog, just in case you want to check her out, um, is bethanymeyer.com. But it's also, the subtitle is, I love them most when they're sleeping, which um, pretty much sums her up in a nutshell. She's very funny. Yes, yes. And she also, I hear, has an essay in a certain book called Tales from Another Mother Runner. Oh, I've heard that as well. Yes, yes. So, Bethany, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell us, um, first of all, about your background as a runner, kind of in case people aren't familiar with your Bethany Takes on Boston column. Okay. I um, I grew up always playing sports but hating the running piece of it uh, until I had had two of my four kids and my dad was diagnosed with cancer and my husband was working two jobs at the time so I could stay home with the kids and I needed an outlet for my stress. So I found that when I ran, even though I started off running and hating it, as time went on and I ran while my dad went through his treatment, uh, it got a little bit easier and it became part of my routine And by the end of his treatment, I felt like it had a place in my life, and I started to identify myself as a runner. Uh, So so you kind of offered up your miles to him? Like, because he was going through the pain, you could go through some pain for him? That's exactly what I was doing. Yes. Yes. That's that's great. And And so what year was that, Bethany? That was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Yeah. So I'm a word person, not a math person. So if I do... (laughs) that math with two other people helping me. Yeah, that was um, 2000, because I guess Sammy was, my, my second son was one at the time, and he was born in 2003, so it was 2004. That would be 2015 minus 11, so yeah, that, that was yes. good math. Good yes. math. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. And did, so you had two more sons after that. You have four sons. Did. So did you, what, what, did you keep running through pregnancy, or what did you do when you um, were, when you were growing a baby in your belly? Uh, with my third son, I ran a 5K actually on Father's Day, uh, and it was in honor of prostate cancer, and my dad had had prostate cancer. So 
that was my last run. I just found out I was pregnant with him and that became my last run. And I just became gloriously enormous with that pregnancy. Um, and then my fourth son though, I was running around so much following the other three kids that I felt like I really needed to try to do the best that I could to stay in shape for as long as I could, because getting back into it after that third baby was killer. He was so big and I had gotten so big that I felt like my uterus was a bucket of marbles once I had started running again after I had had him. Um, and I was wearing three bras. It was just oh goodness. It was painful and, and trying to get back into it was really hard. So with my fourth son, I ran, I would say until I was 22 weeks through. Um, and then I walked, mm-hmm. but I was Good. always so eager. Like I try now, even when I have a run where I feel like I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I do not want to do this run. I do try to remind myself of how I felt when I was 37 and 38 weeks pregnant when I could not wait to just be able to go out on a run again and and be able to just go and not have to feel like, um, you know, I was 185 pounds, which is what I was, which is a lot for a little girl like me. So I know that's the thing, your personality, I often think of you as taller than you than you are. Because you've got such a large personality on the page and in life. So, I mean, how tall are you, Bethany? I'm 5'5". You know what? I have to admit, I was surprised to read that in your latest blog post. I thought, and I thought the same thing Dimity thinks. I was like, hey, wait a minute. She's only 5'5". I'm only 5'5". My husband says that all the time. And he's 6'2". So every time we stand up, after we have dinner, if we go out to dinner... I say, I can't believe how short you are. I forget. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been married? I mean, it's not because we haven't, I mean, we've known you for a while, but it's not like we see you every day, unlike your husband. You shouldn't be surprised after 16 years of marriage. It should not surprise him that I haven't grown since I was 20 years old. But, you know. Well, everybody else in your house is growing, so maybe he expects Uh, you to grow as well. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Because how old are your boys? Uh, The oldest is 13. The second one is almost 12. My third one will be nine on February 28th. And my little guy is six and a half. Okay. All right. Wow. I, I just can't even imagine the, tes- the testosterone in that house. Just You must be able to like measure it with like a Geiger counter or something like that. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's the, the smell is putrid. It just always, <laughs> always smells. And I know that it's not organic. But the Dorito crumbs are everywhere. There are Doritos everywhere. <laughs> like in people's beds, there are goldfish everywhere. It's there's it's really, really difficult to keep up with it. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it uh, it makes me more patient. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it does. And you know what? And the thing about it is, you know, I think when you're in the in the years, it feels I mean, like we always say, like the days go by so slow, but the uh-huh. months and weeks and years go by so quickly, you know, yes. and it's like, you're going to turn around in six years and be like, whoa, whoa, where, where's everyone going? You they're, know? Yeah, they're going to be gone. Some of them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Dimity approached you to train for and run the Boston Marathon as part of Team Stonyfield, what were your first thoughts and, and had a marathon been on your bucket list? Uh, a marathon had not really been on my bucket oh. list. And I had been telling people, because people have been asking, all right, you've done half, because I've probably done 10 half marathons. And so people just ask, it's kind of a natural progression. It's like, after you have one child, when are you going to have your next child? Um, (laughs) You know, oh, so you've done the half, when are you going to do the full? And I just felt like at this point in my life, I didn't know if I could dedicate the time that I needed to. uh, 
And because uh, it really does, it impacts your family. You know that it impacts your family. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able to say, I want to do this, um, I knew I was going to owe my husband a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, do I really want to owe him a lot right now just to be able to do a marathon? But when Dimity approached me about Boston, it was a whole different situation because the writing component was so, so appealing to me. Um, and just Boston is hallowed ground. Uh, to, to the opportunity, it is literally the opportunity of a lifetime for me. So it was a no brainer. It was a no brainer. As soon as she sent me that email, I cursed because <laughs> I always curse. Um, and then I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And, and it was immediately. Yes. As long as my husband says yes and agrees, then yes. And he's been wonderful. So well, your husband's I, a runner too, right? I mean, he's a very talented runner, right? Wasn't he trying to go sub, what was he trying to go something, sub something been, in the 5K? Yeah, he's been sub 19. Um, mm. That was his goal for his, for, uh, he ran that actually the prostate cancer run on Father's Day this past year and he went sub 19. Um, and then he was really sidelined with plantar fasciitis, which wow. is an epidemic in our house, clearly, and contagious. Um, yes. But uh, he uh, and he runs a lot with my running coach who qualified for Boston with a 252. So he's chasing after Dante, my running coach, no doubt about it. Um, But, yeah, so David's a runner. He's a very good runner. Um, But we're two big personalities. And uh, I think we both feel like, no, it's my turn to run. Well, it should be my turn to run. Well, I think it's my turn to run. So sometimes we bicker about it, but he's been wonderful about supporting me uh, with Boston. Absolutely. I mean, from the one time that we met him, I just thought he seemed super supportive and just so enamored and in love with you and just wanting to pour that love into, you know, supporting you. So he is, he is, maybe he it's is. a facade. I'm very lucky. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's also used to getting what he wants and will argue for it if he doesn't mm-hmm. get it. So yeah, he, uh, but he's, he's been wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm very lucky. As a first time marathoner, I mean, and, and not to, um, turn this conversation into a kind of a, a dead end, but I'm just curious. So how do you feel like it has impacted your family more than say training for a half marathon would? I mean, are there tangible things that you feel or? Um, well, I, I would say I'm a little bit more tired. And a- Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. 
For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. A little bit more focused on my nutrition, um, which is a good thing, but the kids don't really think it's a good thing. They're, oh, <laughs> Fewer Doritos in their down. lives. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, I'm cutting down little things like I try to keep it's it's so hard for me not to eat the baked goods when I make the baked goods. Like there's nothing <laughs> better then chocolate chip cookies. And I have a bunch of them upstairs right now because I baked yesterday because the kids were off for a snow day. And um, so I've been trying to do a little bit less baking. So indulgences like that, that they're used to, they're used to homemade brownies, they're used to homemade chocolate chip cookies and that kind of stuff. Uh, We try to have a little bit less of that in the house, David and I do, so that we can fuel ourselves properly. So um, that's been a little bit of a sacrifice. And then I would say sleeping. Um, I like to be able to stay up a little bit so the two of us can hang out because my oldest is, he stays up till 10 o'clock at night. You know, those, um, once they get to be older, their clocks change a little bit and they, mm-hmm. they, they want to stay up later and they have a hard time waking up in the morning. So he's up late and I l- would like to be able to stay up past my oldest son and hang out with my husband a little bit. But, but most nights I'm going up to bed earlier because I know that I need to put miles in. And, um, especially on the weekends, I'll do my long runs on the weekends. And I picked up my girlfriend the other day at five 45. Uh, so we could go down to Kelly drive and do a long run down there because that's the only place where there's no ice right now. Oh, so yeah. sometimes it's, yeah, I mean, you know, on Saturday morning when your alarm goes off at five ten, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that's just like, nothing good that can come from that. Yeah. No, yes. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think the training is that hard. I think it's the I mean, just thinking back to my own experience when I was training for Ironman, it's like, yes, the the training is hard. Like, you know, the the workouts are challenging, but it's everything that surrounds that, you know, fueling yourself properly and making sure you are taking care of yourself and not letting that, you know, exhaustion kind of bleed into everything that you do as you interact with your family, you know, cause right. I'm always like, Oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> I can't I do know. that. You know? I know, absolutely. Or, um, you know, the kids will ask when it's, when there isn't snow outside, can you go on the trampoline with us? And I start to think, <laughs> like, Oh, how's that going to affect my plantar fasciitis? Which, oh, is that a good choice or a bad choice? And, um, you know, two of my kids have an ice skating thing on Friday through school where the fifth graders and the first graders go ice skating together. And it's an annual tradition. It's been going on forever. And I have a fifth grader and a first grader. So oh. I want to be there. I want to put on skates and ice skate with them. 
But I'm like, I guess I should bring my inserts, so my <laughs> inserts into the ice skates. And if my coach finds out, I will be in so much trouble. Like if he happens to hear that I'm ice skating, I'm going to be in trouble, you know? Oh yeah. Just yeah, don't no. go falling. Okay. Maybe bring some exactly. or something. Like don't hurt yourself. Don't <laughs> exactly. Hurt yourself. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. And, and no Instagram photos. So coach won't no. see you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hug the wall. Hug the wall. Right. 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 Um, so you have alluded to the dreaded PF, plantar fasciitis, and that it has reared its ugly head in your training. So is this the first time you've had it? Is it chronic? How are you treating it? This is the second time I've had it. The first time I had it was three years ago on my right foot. And at the time, I had transitioned too quickly to minimalist shoes. It's totally mm. my fault. Um, I ran in racing flats in a 5K, and I could feel that it was really bothering my foot. But I felt like I had all of those strangers there who I had to impress. So I couldn't walk <laughs> off the course. And because you're um, wearing racing flats, so you're supposed to be fast, right? So yeah, you wearing shoes. Yeah, I better play the part. Did you have bun huggers on? I don't know, but I had like Brooks something. Brooks something. Um, oh, I meant those little shorts, you know, because when oh, you wear no. racing flats, you got to wear no. the little. <laughs> no, I've had. Four children. There's no place in my wardrobe for bun huggers. Huggers, bun no. huggers and a sports bra and arm no. warmers, right? That's all you need. Right. Yeah. And, and and sunglasses, of course. Right. You know, you gotta... Right. Um, yeah. So that was the first time. And I actually took the summer off uh, from running and I slept in the Strasbourg sock. Um, mm. I was very difficult to live with, uh, <laughs> but I was cured. Um and then this past time, um, it's on my left heel and I was fortunate enough to get in to see a sports medicine guy who is a runner himself. He's done Boston a bunch of times and, um, it wasn't, my pain wasn't acute when I went to see him. I saw him probably 10 days into it. So I was going in thinking if he tells me he's going to give me the shot, I'll take the shot. Even though I'm, I'm usually anti the shot. But in this case, I'll take it because, um, again, it's a once in a lifetime chance to, to run Boston. So he said, you know, it's not acute right now. We're going to give you anti-inflammatories. Uh, mm -hmm. I want you to ice it. I want you not to run more than five miles at a time for the next week. No mm -hmm. hills, no speed, and most importantly, no more screw shoes. That was his big thing. Oh, oh. yeah, your huh. screw shoes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I love my screw shoes, but they, they change my gait. Sure uh, yeah. just, just hold on one, can, can one people quick, explain yeah. what yeah explain what screw oh, shoes are because as particularly with 50 shades of gray going on you know their the mind yeah. might go in the wrong direction uh -huh. yeah and my husband has screwed all my friend's shoes too <laughs> <laughs> um so you take a pair of running shoes like one of your running shoes that maybe you um cycle in and cycle out and uh there are i think that they are I don't think they're drywall screws. They're sheetrock sh screws. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there are 17 that my husband has put into the soles of my running shoes, uh, 17 in each shoe, so that when your foot hits the ground, um, the head of the screw grips into the ice so you mm -hmm. avoid slipping. Mm -hmm. um, and when they work, they work great. And we have a lot of ice in Philadelphia right now. So um, I had been running in them 
before I developed the plantar fasciitis in my left foot recently. So that was actually Dante, my coach had said, I think you need to get off the screw shoes. I think they're changing your gait. I think you should just suck it up and go on the treadmill. And then when I got in to see the doctor, he said the same thing. He said, no more screw shoes, either drive down to Kelly drive, which is a half an hour away. And, um, do your runs down there if you have to be outside or, or run on the treadmill. So I've been listening and I have to tell you, I'm knocking on wood. I f- oh, good. I, I'm I f- knocking on wood for you right here. I'm I, so happy. Yeah, to, I'm, I feel, I'm jumping, I'm jumping to conclusion, but tell us, hopefully you're healthy. I feel great. I oh, feel good. great. I feel good. great. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say though, the one thing I, I was, when I talked to my coach about training, um, he knows this is my first marathon. He's trained me before. He knows what my life is like. Um, he knows that I'm 40 and that this is the first time that I'm adding all this mileage. So his initial thought was to break up some of my long runs on the weekends, like run eight hard on Saturday and then 10 slow on Sunday. Mm. Um, and I told him that mentally I felt like getting to Boston, I want to have at least one twenty miler under my belt. Um, instead of maybe a, a 16 being my long run. I felt like if I have 16 as my long run and then I'm there at Boston, I think like, oh, only 10 or so Extra more model. Yeah. <laughs> was that going to be his, was that what he was proposing that you never go longer than 16 until you spoke up? That about 16, like run for like two and a half hours. Ooh. And yeah, exactly. So, um, but do that run on tired legs, try to get a lot of mileage in, in 24 hours and that that would be, so maybe 16 is long one day and then five the next day. So, um, now having the plantar fasciitis, I lost two long runs. So mm. we had scheduled me for at least 120, and now that's going to be changing again to like, uh, okay, eight hard one day, 12 long the next kind of thing. So it's changed the training a little bit. Um, I'm not stressing over it. I'm trying to just, you know, there's, they're not going to change the date of the Boston Marathon, unfortunately, because they're not. Pl- they're yeah, not. I know. You don't think if we ask, maybe they would, you know. All right. This is our <laughs> once in a lifetime. Can't you do this for her? Yes. They're not. Because how many weeks do you have left of training? What week of training are you in? Um, I'm going to pull out my laptop because I don't know. I try not to look too far past. Well, when did you start? Did you start training right at the beginning of the year or um, right around Christmas? I started really in November, um, but my, my serious, serious, I mean, I ran a half in November. Um, my real training started, I guess like January 6th. Um, but you know, I, 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 I haven't stopped running in, you know, since my last child was born. So, so I feel like in a lot of ways, I mean, I've been training to be able to do a half for the past seven years that I, I could to a half basically at any given time. Um, the marathon training itself started more like January 6th. So, um, I, I, I guess I'm probably about halfway through it, almost halfway through it, seven yeah, that, weeks in. Yeah, that seems about, yeah. Cause I, you, typically if you start, uh, in the first of the year, it's 15 weeks of training. Yeah. 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 So, so you are not going to get in a 20 miler then before. I don't think Boston. I'm going to get in a 20 miler and I'm trying to be okay with that. Now, if I start to freak out, um, I'm sure that he will try to figure something out for me, but I trust him and, uh, I don't want to 
get my 20 miler in and then be set back and feel like, Ooh, I have to yeah. take an extra week off because my body didn't know what to do with that. So right, right. and at least a good blog post will come out of it. Oh, you know, it will. You know it well. <laughs> so I think that that's smart. I mean, I, honestly, the when you when you emailed us that you had plantar fasciitis, I was like, oh, there there it goes, you know. Just because I just know how hard marathon training can be on your body, and um, and so I'm just so thrilled that that you seem to have figured a way around it. And um, so now whatever whatever comes is going to come, you know. And you can right. gotta, yeah. So you can do this. You can totally do this. And that's a little unconventional. I've heard of people splitting up runs, um, you know, morning and night um, Mm -hmm. or doing back to back if they're doing ultras. So, I mean, so there's definitely some science. I don't know why I would say science behind it. Precedence. Yes, there are precedents behind it. So I think, you know, and then those running on tired legs. I mean, I think a lot of it is that you just have to say, okay, put like mentally put yourself like when you're at mile 12 of the hard, you know, your 20th mile of that weekend, like. Put yourself at the Boston Marathon on the 20th mile. This is this is what right. I'm going to feel like, and I still have six more to go, and I'm going to be fine. You know, right, right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of fancy talk in my head. It's a lot <laughs> of fancy talk. That's exactly it. If I could get that down, I feel like I could rule the world. Just make it good fancy talk and quiet the bad talk, the negative talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so, so so is Kelly Drive. So is that your only option, really, for running right now? Is the East Coast weather that bad? Right now, Kelly Drive is it for us, and that's a, an eight point five mile loop. So um, we just try to figure out little ways that we can add on to it when we do. Uh, typically, we have Forbidden Drive, which is absolutely amazing, and I could run there from my house. And run all the way down to Kelly Drive. And mm. in my head, in September, when Dimity first said, hey, do you want to run the Boston Marathon? I was picturing myself like, I know what my 20 miler is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to leave this house and I'm going to run up those steps and turn around the art museum. That is my 10 mile spot right there. Yeah. So um, that's not that's not happening. Instead, it's going to be a broken up 20 in loops around Kelly Drive. Oh yeah. goodness! So they they pave Kelly Drive. They do. Or not they pave. plow. They I mean sure plow. They, yes, yes, it's plowed. And um, although I was there a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't plowed, but uh, the traffic wasn't too heavy, and we were able to just run in the street because there are that's where everyone is going now. So sure. there are always runners, a steady stream of runners circling around. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so you talked about daydreaming about your twenty miler. I take it you daydream about race day. Do you? A little bit. A um, little bit. Uh-huh. I just looked at the course map for the first time. No way. I did because um, I, I'm like, let me check the elevation on Heartbreak because uh, mm-hmm. we have a hill around here in the woods that we call Heartbreak that I have done. It's a trail hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, I wonder if that Heartbreak is this hard as this Heartbreak. And I, I think the Boston Heartbreak is going to be much harder than our Philadelphia Heartbreak. Um but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just only now starting to think about it and picture it. And um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Good. I'm so excited for you. So excited for you. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, it's such a good day. Such a good day. 
It Should is. I just talk like this the whole time? Should I just talk like this the whole time? Just like repeat what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Sound like my mom. It'll be um, the fancy voice in my head. You, right. You're repeating yourself will be the fancy voice in my head. It'll there be my positive go. talk. There you go. Fancy talk. Fancy talk. So is, are the four boys and the husband coming to, to watch you? I, um, like I wrote the other day, my heart beats for my children, but I would be so stressed out if I saw them there because, um, okay. So my husband takes amazing pictures and, and my, my running coach is going to be running and I'm going to be running. That is his best friend. And I am his wife. He is going to want to be taking pictures and being a part of it. And he, I picture him on a bike with a backpack and I know that it should be a clear backpack. Cause I was reading the rules, like everything needs uh-huh, to be good. clear. So he's going to want to ride all over the place and take pictures of us. And, um, there is no way that my family will stay intact. Like someone, I don't know where my six-year-old would be if that <laughs> happened. You know, it's really difficult. It is a small village that we gave birth to. And when we have them here in our house, we can manage them. But as soon as we get them out, it's it's a whole nother situation. So um, I I want them to be here and be in school that day because it will make my mind so much calmer. Sure. I'll be able to, to, to race and, and run and not stress about, like, are you watching Chase? Yeah. Where's Sammy? Where's Sammy? You know, yeah. so yeah, I yeah, got to yeah. say, I agree with you on that, that I'm always a little bit surprised when people are like, oh, we're flying cross country. And, you know, with all <laughs> seven of the kids and and my husband's going to watch them and they're going to see us at mile 3, 11, 14 yeah. and 21. I'm like, wow, How? wow. <laughs> I know. And then I'll be mad at him. Like, I'll be like, you're not watching him. <laughs> Put that camera down. Yeah. No, I might expend that energy. Yeah. And yeah. the reality is, is, I mean, you of course, your boys are old enough to know what you're doing, but yes. you know, like you're going to be one of twenty thousand crossing the finish line. I love you, Bethany, yeah. but you're not going to win. So know. you know, I like know. they're right there. Then, then you've just lost all credibility with you know teenage boys, young yeah. boys. You know, I, I blame the plantar fasciitis that I won't win. But yes, <laughs> I think that's I mean, fair. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine, and I don't. I mean, they know what I'm doing, and they 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 they'll be in school that day. I may have to farm them out and figure out who's going to be where and stuff. But I mean, that's just all in a mother's work anyway. You know, this is, yeah. this is what so, we do. So, but you told us that your brain, some of your, some of your gal pals will be there. Yes. Yes. My hens. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my hens are going to come up. Um, and that's, I mean, I, I that when I picture Boston, I think that's what I picture. I picture mm-hmm. their faces mm-hmm. and th- so great. yes, yes. They are like, seeing me through in so many ways that I didn't even realize I needed to, to be supported. Um, so that's really what makes me look so forward to it is, uh, seeing their faces and hearing their cheers and knowing that they're there absolutely to support me. Is dear sky going to be there also from our Ragnar team? I don't know if sky's going to be there. I want her to be there if she can do it. Um, her oldest is, uh, deciding on colleges right now. She's mm-hmm. a senior in high school. So it's that crazy time sure. of, uh, where am I going to be next year kind of thing. So, uh, I would love to see her up there. And I know if she can, she will. She's just the sweetest. She sure is. Yes. Followed closely by you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, 
thank you for joining us. We are just so excited for your journey to Boston. And thank you for sharing it with us on this podcast and on our website. So thank you so much for the opportunity. It is really, really such a thrill for me. Thank you both. We're going to, we're going to have you on after the race, right? Yes. Directly. Yeah. yeah, So just, just, you know, don't worry about where your kids are going to be, but you got to remember all the details. (laughs) How did you feel at mile 14? What did you eat at the food stop or the aid station at 16? You know, Yes. All those things. Yeah. How you handled heartbreak. Was it harder or easier than the trail one near your house? All those right. details. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Great. And awesome. hopefully there won't be any snow up there by the time I get there. <laughs> no doubt. My gosh. <laughs> Fingers oh, crossed. Yes. 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 Well, hopefully warm weather is headed your way before too long so you can, you know, get in some of those training runs you dreamed about. Right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, awesome. Bethany. Take care, okay. Bethany. Bye-bye. So does that make you want to be at Boston this year, Sarah? Or how are you feeling about hearing about it but not being able to be there? Oh, it brings back so many memories of when I ran it in 2012 and when she talked about heartbreak because I, you know, it's a notorious and, and infamous um, uh, part of the course. And it just reminded me of, you know, it's the, for those who don't know, it's um, not only is it a fairly long hill to be at mile 21-ish of a marathon, but it's the third hill. And so, um, you know, your, your legs are tired, not only from the 21 miles you've covered, but from the two hills you've already covered. Are they in and, succession? Does it go hill, hill, heartbreak? Or there's, yes, are there other pretty two much. hills before that? Oh, no, it's pretty much hill, flatten out a tiny bit, hill, time, flatten a tiny bit, and then heartbreak. Oh, wow. Yes. And so um, I feel badly. I'm um, forgetting the names of the um, Rick and um, Dick. What are their last names? The father. The Hoyts. The Hoyts, right. So they are um, the father pushes, has pushed his son who has um, a severe disability. He's in a wheelchair. He's an adult child and he's pushed him in Ironman races and countless Bostons. And so, um, you know, they are a, a fixture of the Boston Marathon. And I saw them right at the base as I was about to start up heartbreak. And I just opened my mouth and almost made a, you know, garbled, like, you know, uh, exclamation. I just couldn't believe it. And so I just thought, you know, if, if he's out, if they're out there doing it, you know, this is nothing. I can, I can tackle this. Sure. Um, so, uh, no, I am very pleased to not be training for a marathon. <laughs> so I, I can wait for 2016 Boston. I'm perfectly content to do that. Although I certainly, I'd love to see Bethany there and hang out with her at athletes village beforehand. Cause there's a bit of a wait before the point to point course starts. So, yeah, we're all all about vicarious living over here. So we'll just, you know, she she can do the work (laughs) and we'll read the words. (laughs) Sure. It sounds good to me. Yes. Yes. So good. And to read more words from us, head on over to our Facebook page. We would appreciate if you would like us there. We are Run Like a Mother, the book. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at The Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother Runner, all available at bookstores and on Amazon. And uh, wherever you are running on whatever conditions, many happy miles to you. <laughs>